Ula. So we're on the bottom of 70B, uh, four lines up from the bottom, right, of Ayin and Mabib. Amar Ula, Amar Rebbe Lazar. Ula says the name of Rebbe Lazar. Shlomim sheshachat on the Erev Yamtif. If someone shechted a carbon shlomim on Erev Yamtif, ene yitzabahen, loy mishum simcha, veloy mishum chagiga. He has not satisfied his requirement of bringing a carbon that has to be brought for the sake of rejoicing, of having simcha, right? It says on Yamtif you have to be sameach, right? On Sukkot it says you have to be vehayisa ach sameach. And we know that the way in which you achieve this joy is by eating from the meat of a carbon, right? So if you shechted the carbon shlamin, right? A carbon shlamin is a peace offering. If you shechted the carbon shlamin on Erev Yamtif, then you have not fulfilled with that shechita, that carbon that was shechted on Erev Yamtif. You have not fulfilled with it the obligation of simcha, and you also have not fulfilled the obligation of chagiga, right? You're supposed to bring a carbon chagiga. Now, the simcha that comes from eating the meat of a carbon does not even have to be any specific carbon at all. It can be eating meat of any carbon at all, and that is considered the meat of, uh, I'm sorry, the simcha of yamtiv. The chagiga is an obligation to bring what is called a carbon chagiga. So you basically have an obligation to bring two karbanas. Every man has an obligation to bring two karbanas on yamtiv, right, on the shalash regalim, right? Obligation to bring an oilas re'iya, right, which is an oila offering that gets fully burnt, right? And then they also have an obligation to bring a Shalomim, that's called a Shalmei Chagiga. So it's a peace offering, that's a Shalmei Chagiga. On top of that, there is an obligation to eat from a Karban that will bring them Simcha. Okay? Now, if it's Shechter on Erev Yom you haven't satisfied either requirement according to Ula in the name of Rebbe Yasser. Mishum Simcha, why is it not satisfactory for the Simcha aspect? Tuchsev, as it says, Vizavachta, Vizamachta. It says in Dvarim that you shall sacrifice and you shall rejoice. The implication is that it has to be be'inon, zavicha, it has to be that the, the shechting of the carbon has to be at a time, b'shat simcha, at a time when there will also be simcha. So if the shechting of the carbon happened when there was not yet an obligation of simcha, because it was on Erev Yamtif, then you haven't satisfied the requirement of shechting at the time of simcha. Beleka. Now, mishum chagiga, you haven't satisfied your obligation of a carbon chagiga either, as we turn the page to ayin aleph, amid aleph, have a dover, it is something which is an obligation. Okay? Like this. If you brought a carbon shlomim on Erev Yamtif, right, then you're trying to now have your chagiga, right, your carbon chagiga that's supposed to be brought on Yamtif, you can't satisfy that with your shlomim that you brought on Erev Yamtif because the carbon chagiga has to be coming from something that is an unconsecrated animal. The animal that you already brought as a carbon shlomim, Erev Yamtif, is clearly a consecrated animal by definition. Let us now say that we have a proof to the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer that if you shechted the carbon shlomim on Erev Yamtif, right, the special peace offering that you're supposed to be shechting, if you end up shechting it on Erev Yamtif as opposed to on Yamtif, you have not satisfied the requirement of simcha, you have not satisfied the requirement of chagiga, right? You totally missed out. Why? It says, It says about the Yom of Sukkot that you shall be extra happy. This is to include the night of the eighth day of Sukkot, as also is a day in which you shall be simcha, you shall be rejoicing. Do you say that this includes the last night of the Yom Tifa? Or perhaps it means the night of the first day of Yom Tif. And perhaps what it means is, it has to be on the night of the first day of Yom Tif. You have to be happy. Now, you can't shecht a carbon at night. So how are you supposed to be eating a carbon 
on the very first night of Sukkot. How are you supposed to be eating a carbon? You couldn't shecht it at night. It means you must have shechted it before you have And still, you were able to satisfy the requirement. Talmud Leimar, therefore the Torah tells us, ach sameach. So therefore the Torah tells us, ach sameach, you should only be happy. So chelek, right? So the, the ach, that it says ach, ach, which normally means as opposed to something else. What does that mean, ach? Ach means, ach means that excluding something else. So what's it excluding? So it's telling you that, of course, the day in which you have a special obligation to eat a carbon, that with which you will make yourself happy, is on the last night of Yom, but not on the first night of Yom. Why? Why does the Torah tell you that the obligation is specific on the last, not on the first? My time, what's the reason? Is it not? Because there is no way for you to eat a carbon on the first night of Yom Tif that should help you be rejoicing. That can't, you can't do it because the carbon that shechted before Yom Tif does not be satisfied requirement. So that's why the Torah tells us your only obligation is to be the Simcha, not only obligation, but your obligation is also on the last night of Yom Tif, but not on the first night because on the first night it wouldn't be possible to satisfy that requirement because if you shechted the animal before Yom Tif, that's not an animal that you could, you could use for your Simcha. And if you shechted the animal, you can't shecht an animal for a carbon at night. So you're up the creek. Where it says loy, it's not a good proof. Kibitani taima. Really, it's like the, the other thing that we taught. Ma royas What made you think that you should exclude the first night of yamtav? Say the first night you don't have to be happy, but on the last night you have to be happy through reading a carbon. Rather, you know what it is? Very simple. Right? This is a famous you say. The last night of Yom Tif, we know that this, this thing of Ach Sameach is coming to tell you that there is an additional day in which you should be rejoicing, either on the night of the last day of Yom Tif or on the night of the first day of Yom Tif. When you say, Ach Sameach, the implication is to continue the rejoicing that you're already involved in. If it was teaching you that on the first night of Yom Tif, you need to rejoice, that's not a continuing of rejoicing. That's the first bit of rejoicing. So Vahisa Ach Sameach, which implies rejoicing and as a continuation of previous rejoicing, is far more likely to be referring to on the last night of Yom Tif, not on the first night of Yom Tif. So there's no proof from here that the fact that the Torah tells you the mitzvah is to, is to rejoice on the last night of Yom Tif, that it's impossible to rejoice with the carbon that was shechted before Yom Tif. The reason why, it's a, the reason why you couldn't shechted the carbon before Yom Tif was not because it's impossible to use that for your simcha. You could use that for your shalmi simcha, for your carbon that brings you joy. It just happens to be that's not what the Torah wants you to do, because the Torah wants you to continue your simcha. Most of Yesu, Yesu asks a question. Chagigas arba aser, the chagiga of the 14th, Yitzabamishum Simcha. With that chagiga that's brought on the 14th, which is Arab Yom Tif, you have satisfied the obligation of simcha. The ain Yitzabamishum Chagiga, however, you did not satisfy your obligation to bring the carbon chagiga as it wasn't yet Yom Tif. Amai, why? How does he fulfill his mitzvah of rejoicing? According to Eliezer, he needs to have that the zvicha, the shechting of the animal, is done on a day in which you're already obligated in simcha, and it's not. It says, What happened was you took your chagiga that was supposed to be brought on the 14th and you designated it, but you didn't end up shechting it until the 15th. And that's how it turns out that you are able to satisfy your obligation because you shechted it on the 15th. This makes sense. If you wouldn't say this, then who would be the author of our Brisa? Ben Tema? Could it possibly be the opinion of Ben Tema? Ben Tema? Ben Tema says that the carbon chagiga on the 14th can only be eaten one day and one night. 
which means that you cannot eat it once you get past the 15, right? So if you're eating it on Yom Tif itself, it must be that you shechted it during the day of Yom Tif on the 15th. Because if you shechted it on the 14th, you wouldn't be able to eat it on the next day. It's too late. It's already passed. Shmamina. You see from here that the case is that indeed you, you put it aside on the 14th, but you didn't shecht until the 15th. Most of Rava. Rava asks a question. Ha-halel ve-ha-simcha. The mitzvah of halal and simcha, of saying halal and being besimcha, rejoicing, right? As you bring your carbon shlomim. Shemoyna, all eight days you have to say halal, all eight days you have to rejoice with the meat. If we say that you need to be that the shrita happens during a time when you actually are happy. And there will be many times you would only have seven days in which you could be happy. Why? Let's say, I'll give you an example. The first day of Yom Tif is, the first day of Yom Tif is Shabbos. first day of Yom Tif is Shabbos, you cannot shech the carbon Shlomim. So if you can't shech the carbon Shlomim on the first day of Yom Tif, and you couldn't shech the carbon Shlomim the day before Yom Tif, then what comes out is you only have seven days of Simcha, not eight. The Simcha that one has is the Si'irei HaRegalim. So the regular carbon shlamim that each one of us is going to bring as a carbon, as an individual offering for each of us, we know the halacha. A carbon yachid, a individual person's carbon, is not brought on Shabbos. Okay, but the seire regalim, which is a carbon sibur, it is a carbon from everyone else, right? That is brought on yamtif, right? It's a carbon that is on behalf of the entire community. Indeed, with that carbon, you have the possibility of simcha from eating that meat. Because that carbon is brought even if Yom Tov is Shabbos. Amar Rav, Rav says, I have two answers to your point. Chada, the Seirei HaRagalim, Chai Nechalim. First of all, the Seirei HaRagalim can be eaten Chai. They can even be eaten when they are raw. Tzli, Ein Nechalim. Right? So the Allah is like this. You're allowed to slaughter them on Yom Tif, but you're not allowed to actually cook them on Yom Tif. Okay? Now, everybody knows steak tartare does not exactly bring too much joy. Right? So, there's no joy in mudva. No, there's no joy in eating raw meat, right? So, it has to be that it is true, you're right. This Ire Regalim can be shechted on Yom Tif even if it's Shabbos. But you can't cook them on Yom Tif if it's Shabbos. So, they'll still only end up with seven days. And furthermore, only the only Kehanim get to eat from this Ire Regalim. Yeah, your typical Yisraelim, we, us, we do not get to eat from the carbon Shlamim. That is uh, the carbon, I'm sorry, the carbon Siri Regalim, the special goat offering that are brought in Yom Tif on, on a communal basis. Elam Rapapa, so rather says, So rather, what you should rejoice with on Yom Tif, on days when you cannot rejoice with an actual carbon, is with new clothing, or actually clean clothing, and Yayin Yashan, and uh, old wine, which is indeed what we're up to today, according to many. According to many today, we don't have the ability to rejoice on Yom Tif with carbon. Although we say we rejoice on Yom Tif with meat, right? That's only the meat from a carbon. And today we don't have meat from a carbon, right? So how do we rejoice? So today we rejoice with both meat and wine also. And hopefully the meat, even though it's not a carbon, will help us rejoice anyways. You have a carbon shlomim that was shachted Erev Yom Tif. You satisfy with that carbon requirement of simcha. However, you do not satisfy the requirement to bring a special Chagiga offering. You satisfy the requirement of Simcha. We do not require that the Zvicha, that the slaughter, should be at the time of Simcha. And you do not satisfy the requirement of Chagiga. 
As we said earlier, anytime you're obligated to bring something as an offering, you can only bring it from something that is an unconsecrated object previously. And this was already shechted on Arab Yom Tif as a Karvin Shlomim, it's consecrated. Mesve, they ask a question. It says you should be only happy. It's coming to teach you that even the, the, the night of the Yom Tif should be for a happy occasion. You say that this is coming to teach you to include the, the end of Yom Tif, right, as the day, right? Or maybe you should say, no, it's only coming to include the, the first night of Yom Tif. Therefore, the Pasuk says, Ach, Chalak, it's coming to teach you, excluding something else. My time, what's the reason? Is it not because you don't have anything else with which to rejoice because you couldn't have shafted earlier? No, not true. That's not the reason why it has to be only on the ninth day, only on the eighth night we're talking about, not the first night. Ketanya, we learned in the Raisa. What did we think? What teaches us that when it says it's referring to the eighth night of Yom Tov, but not the first night of Yom Tov? I'm going to include the last night of Yom Tov, because there is always joy in front of that day. The first seven nights, you've also be eating delicious food and rejoicing whatever the, the, the Yom Tov spirit is supposed to be. But I'm going to exclude the first night of Yom Tov, because there's no rejoicing in front of the first night of Yom Tov. Amr of Kana, Kana says, how do you know that the emurim of the chagigas chamisha shen of salam belina? So what's the emurim? The emurim are are the uh, the innards, right? That are supposed to be the and the fats are supposed to be brought. So what happens the emurim of the fifth of the chagiga, which is supposed to be brought on the fifteenth, but you did not end up bringing them on the fifteenth. The emurim, you didn't throw them onto the onto the fire, right? You could still eat the meat the next day, but you didn't throw the emurim onto the fire in the day when you're supposed to throw it. How do you know that if you didn't throw it onto the fire in the right time, it becomes puzzled to lina. Lina means to be left over. It becomes puzzled by being left over. says, Do not leave the fat of my chagai, of my, of my carbon that is brought, my chagai, the carbon that is brought on my yom tip, right? Ad baiker until the morning. The samachlai next to it, it says, Reishis, the first. The memra, <coughs> so we see from here that when it says biker, it's referring to the first morning. In other words, that it's telling us like this, that the fats of the Chagiga have to be brought on the Mizbeach the same day that it's shachted. You cannot even wait until the next morning. Mask of Lord Yesav. Yesav asks a question. Time of the Kosovation. The reason why this is so is only because it's actually written about it right next to this idea of the, of the Emurim. That these fats that have to be brought right next to it, it says racious, the first ones, or the chosen ones. How like cost of racious if we're not have written first? Have I mean I might have thought to say my biker? What it says the morning, what does it mean? Biker shani maybe means the second morning. Is there anything? That the meat has become disqualified at night. They move of ad safra. But the but the the fatty stuff does not become does not become possible until the morning. In other words, we know that the meat of this carbon can be eaten. For the first, the day in which it's shechted, the night, and the next day. Okay, so that means that once nightfall comes on the next day, the actual meat is puzzled. You haven't eaten it yet. Now, is it possible to say that the emura, which is supposed to be brought as a sacrifice, is supposed to be brought as an offering, that that can actually last until the next day before it becomes puzzled? That the emura essentially is a longer period of time before it goes bad? That's not possible. 
says, Why not? Who said? What, why are you so obvious to you? Why is it so obvious to you? Pesach, according to government, Pesach, according to the Basar, if the meat becomes possible for, to be eaten according to Belaz Benazariah at midnight, right? We learned this in the, the Mishnah and Brachas. The Emurin at Safra, but the Emurin can be brought uh, and the, the fats can be brought on the Mizbeach until the morning. So this is what Yasef is really asking. Is there a case in which the Tana does not first require something regarding the meat, right? In other words, it should have been something regarding the meat first. Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana says, and Rav Kahana says that no, but the Emurin comes first. This is a little bit funny that the Chaman would say the meat come first, and the emur come last, and Rev Kana says the emur come first, and the meat comes last. Right? They're, they're, in other words, they're completely opposite opinions. That's the Shmeish. Mighty, what are we referring to? The Tanya. We learned in the You shall not leave over from the meat that you shechted on the on the first day and the evening la biker until the morning. In other words, the meat has to be sacrificed before the morning. Right? It has to be has to be brought before morning. Limeira Chagiga Sidalis teaches us that the Chagiga, the carbon Chagiga that is brought on the 14th, that it is eaten for two days total and for one night. Or maybe it means it can only be eaten on the day in which it's brought and the night immediately uh, after it, but not in the morning. When it says in the first day in the morning, that means that it's giving you a second morning. Or perhaps it only means the first morning, right? I don't know which one it's referring to when it says the biker. Maybe it means that it only can eat it up until the first morning after it was shechted. So a total of, let's say, 16 hours, right? Or does it mean a total of 36 hours? And how do I have a case in which the carbon can be eaten for two days and one night? It has to be all other carbonus except for this one. But when it says bai, it im nadar nadava. If it is a nether or a nadava, if he took a vow <coughs> or a nadava or a um, an offering out of his own free will, this is come to teach you that the chagiga that is brought on the fourteenth shenacheles the beis yamim that the carbon that is carbon chagiga that is brought on the fourteenth it can be eaten for two full days and one night. So the fourteenth, the 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 night. After that, which is the 15th, and then the day after that, which is the 15th. Omar Mar Mar says, or maybe it only means it can be eaten for one full morning. So you bring the carbon chagiga, and it can only be eaten on the first morning, but not up until the next morning, right? It can only be eaten first day and first night, but not the morning afterwards. But it says, that when it says that on the first day in the morning, then literally that seems to be saying that there is a second day in which it can be eaten. This is what you have to say. Or maybe it is only talking about two chagigas that there is talking about. One of them is referring to the chagiga on the 14th. One of them is referring to the chagiga on the 15th. And this one should not be until the morning. And this one should not be until it's morning. In other words, you have the Chagiga that's supposed to be brought on the 14th, Pesach. Chagiga is supposed to be brought on the 15th, the first day of Pesach. The one that's brought on the 14th can only be eaten up until the morning of the 15th. The one that's brought on the 15th can only be eaten on the morning of the, up until the morning of the 16th. Other Amr, then afterwards he said, 
You have a chagiga, a carbon chagiga that is eaten for two days and one night. If Cain, if so, in nether and So what are we referring to when we say that if someone brought a vow offering or a free will offering? What are we referring to? If we're referring to the carbon chagiga on the 14th on Erev Pesach, about that one, we already said explicitly it can be brought for one day and one night. If we're referring to the Chagiga that's brought on the 15th, that also says one day, one night. So what's it referring to? So it must be referring to the Chagiga of the 15th. But what do you mean? It already said one, one day, one night. And the rest of this Pasuk is referring to the Chagiga of the Yudalit. What's it coming to teach you? To teach you about the Chagiga that is brought on the 14th. Then indeed it can be eaten for two days and one night. It does not become possible until the second night. The reason why this is so is only because the Pasik says, on the first day, in the morning. When we say biker, we say the morning on the first day. What is it referring to? Biker Shani must be referring to the second morning already, so that it's permitted to eat it up, up until the second morning. So any place in the Torah where it only says just once morning, biker, right? Biker rishon. Then clearly it means only the first morning and not the second. The the lake And even if it doesn't say racious, which means first, as long as it just says one biker, it doesn't say second to the biker, then that already is enough to tell you that it can only be eaten for one morning. New Mishnah. If somebody shechts a carbon pasach, but does not do it with the right intentions. In other words, he thinks to himself, I'm shechting it for a carbon shlamim, but it's Shabbos. So carbon pasach, you're allowed to shecht on Shabbos, as we learned before. You're not allowed to cook it on Shabbos, right? If every pasach falls down on Shabbos, as it does this year, we'll, we will shecht the carbon pasach on, on Shabbos, but we will not eat, the, we will not um, roast it until Matzah Shabbos, right? Now, let's say he shechts it, but he doesn't have in mind carbon pasach, he has in mind carbon shlamim. He's liable to bring in a carbon chattas. Now, we all know, when do you bring a carbon chattas? When you violate Shabbos unintentionally. Shabbos b'mezid, chiyiv skila, you get stoned. Shabbos b'shegeg, unintentional violation of Shabbos, you only get a chattas, you have to bring a carbon off, right? Now, if you shechted this carbon, thinking that you're allowed to shech this carbon, right? In other words, you thought the same way you're allowed to shech the carbon Pesach on Shabbos, you've been allowed to shech the carbon Shlomim on Shabbos. What's the difference, right? So you thought it was permitted. So therefore, you shechted it. So it's unintentionally violation. So therefore, it is a carbon Pesachas. Any other carbon, right, that you had brought an animal, you already decided to bring it as a different offering. Then you shechted it as a carbon Pesach instead. If it's an animal that is not possible to be brought as a carbon pesach, for example, a nekeva, right, a female offering, or an animal that's already two years old cannot be brought as a carbon pesach, chayif, <coughs> then you're going to be liable to, <coughs> to a carbon chathas again. But if they are liable or appropriate to be brought as a carbon pesach, Rebeleza says that you would be obligated to bring a carbon chathas. So Yeshua, Yeshua says you are exempt. Okay? So Rabbi Yeshua held basically that if you think, if, you're, if what you're doing is really a mitzvah purpose, then you're not going to be liable to a carbon chathas, even though unintentionally you haven't brought anything. But since what you thought is being brought for a, a mitzvah purpose, that, that Rabbi Yeshua holds your pocket. Amalia Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer responds to Rabbi Yeshua. 
The carbon Pesach is permitted to be shachted if you're shachting for the proper intentions for the purposes of the carbon Pesach. But when you changed its name to be brought as a shlamim, as a peace offering, you're going to be liable. A carbon, a regular carbon that is not permitted to be brought. Right? Any other carbon is not permitted to be brought on Shabbos, only carbon seabor or carbon pasach are permitted to be shechted on Shabbos. So he thought he took a carbon shlomim and he thought, oh, I'm going to shechted now as a carbon pasach. Why did you think that that's okay? Right? If you change its name, of course over there you're going to be chayim. Amalei Yishu responds, loy, imam v'pasach sheshineu b'davar aser. By a carbon pasach, you changed it to something that you're not allowed to shechted on Shabbos. Then taimar b'svachim sheshinan b'davar hamutar. But by the Zvachim, you shechted something that you are allowed to shechted on Shabbos. In other words, Rabbi Lezer says to Rabbi, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yeshua says to Rabbi Lezer, no, you're bringing a, a bad proof. When you take a Korban Pesach that is supposed to be and permitted to be shechted on Shabbos, and you changed it into an item that cannot be shechted on Shabbos. So you took something that could have been shechted on Shabbos, and you shechted it for something that you cannot shechted on Shabbos. So then that's it. So you're up the creek. You have to bring a Korban Chafas. Now, but if you shecht an animal that you thought was not allowed to be shechted on Shabbos, but you thought you were shechting it for a different purpose for which you are allowed to shecht on Shabbos, then maybe you're indeed your potter. The fatty parts of the carbon zibar, of the communal offerings, they disprove it. They are permitted to be, uh, to be brought for their own purposes, right? For the purposes of what they're meant to be brought, right? As we said, a carbon zibar, the carbon that is a communal sacrifice can be shechted on Shabbos. But if someone shechts other sacrifices that were already consecrated as a different sacrifice, shechts it, having in mind that it is a communal sacrifice, what's the halacha chayev? You're liable. responds, You cannot bring me a proof from the emurim, the fats of the carbon tzibar, because they have a limit. There's a certain amount of animals that are going to be slaughtered, and that's it. Can you say this by a carbon pesach that you can have hundreds of thousands of animals shechted? And therefore, people can make more of a mistake. When there's hundreds of thousands of animals shechted, you can get confused about which one's the carbon pesach, which one's not. But the carbon seabird, there's only a couple shechted. You know, the, your, your mistake what was, is what we call a shaygeg that is karablamezid. It is a shaygeg. It was unintentional, but it was not an unavoidable unintentional act. It was an avoidable, unintentional act because you should have done a better job making sure. There's only a couple of carbonas that are supposed to be shechted for the tzibur. Mayor Aimer, Afa Sheikh the Shem Emure Tzibur, Pater, even somebody who shechts a carbon for the sake of the carbonus of the tzibur, communal sacrifice is going to be exempt. Shechta Shalayla Echla, if he shechts it for those who are not supposed to be eating it, for those who have not been part of the Minoi, or those who have not been registered to eat on this animal, La Arelin Ulitimeyan. For Arelim and for Tmeim, for people who are Arelim, people who are uncircumcised, or for people who are Tamei, Chayev, you're going to be liable. If you shacht it for the, both for people who are supposed to be able to eat it, right, for people who are in a state where they're able to eat meat, and for people in a state where they're not able to eat meat, the for the people who have been registered to be part of this Chabura of people eating this carbon, and for people who are not registered. For people who are circumcised, people who are uncircumcised, right? For two different groups, all of these cases, they, half of the people you're shechting for, some of the people you're shechting for are properly connected, and some of these people are improperly connected. People who are Tame, people who are Tahir. Pater, you're exempt in all these cases, because since 
part of the people you shakta for are good, then you're okay. If you shakta the animal, and then you see afterwards that it's a balmum, it has a it has a mum, it has a blemish, right? Chayif, you're liable. Let's say you shakta it and you find that it has a, it is a, a trefa in the insides, right? What's a trefa in the insides? Trefa in the insides means that it is an animal that would not have lived out the year. Potter, you're exempt. Because what are you supposed to do in that case? How are you supposed to know that it was an animal that was going to end up turning out to be a trefa? Let's say you shacht a carbon, thinking that this is a carbon pasach for these seven individuals. And then it turns out that prior to your shachting this animal, the, the, those individuals found themselves another carbon that was a lot nicer looking. And they decided they wanted to eat that carbon. And they deregistered themselves from this carbon. Or the people who had been registered initially died. Or they became tamay. Potter. In all these cases, you are exempt. In all of these cases, there was no way for him to know that they had deregistered. There was no way for him to know that they died. So basically what this Mishnah is going, the, the thrust of this Mishnah is, if it is a shaygig that is kariv lamezid, right, or a shaygig that was avoidable, avoidable unintentional act, then you're held more responsible. A shaygig that was unavoidable, then it's more in the einus category. And in einus category where there was no level of, um, there was no choice in the matter, it was a forced act, so to speak, then you're not going to be held responsible for the fact that the animal and uh, being shechted improperly. Okay, we'll stop over here. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Be well.